You're listening to a Crossroads original podcast. Welcome to the 100 Huntley Street Podcast. I'm your host today, Laura Watson, and I am so excited that you are joining me right now. Well, listen, friends, you know, I've got a conversation for us today that is going to be so interesting and encouraging. I'm going to be speaking with Sterling John. He is an Ojibwe singer-songwriter. He's a country musician who has been nominated for various awards, and he's hailing from Alberta. But he's also a police officer and a RCMP officer. He's got a very interesting personal story, uh, incredibly talented musician, but a very interesting journey of um, going through a lot of trials and coming out the other side and really struggling with some bigger issues that so many of our police officers and um, our RCMP officers are dealing with. Uh, you know, it's it's a big concern actually throughout Canada, um, how many of our uh, first responders in these fields are struggling with things like PTSD. Uh, 29% in Canada are in the clinical diagnostic range for post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, 88% of such workers reported moderate to severe anxiety. 87% reported moderate to severe depression. And Sterling John is no exception. He has a story of going into a season of PTSD, um, but coming out of it through counseling and through his faith and his connection to God. I'm really encouraged by what Sterling has to share, and I think you're going to be as well. And I want you to stay with me in this conversation, because if you are somebody who struggles with PTSD or anxiety or depression, or you have a loved one who does, maybe you have a loved one who is serving in the police force or as an RCMP officer, we're going to spend some time in prayer together for you and for your loved ones when we come out of this conversation with Sterling John. I think that's really important. And uh, I really believe God can heal us, and it may take time and counseling and lots of resources, but God can heal us from those struggles. So let's uh, make sure we spend some time in prayer after this conversation. Stay with me. And up next, in just a moment, is my conversation with Sterling John. If you've ever wondered whether God can turn your dreams into a reality, then my next conversation is for you. Joining me now is Sterling John, celebrated Ojibwe singer, songwriter, six-time country music Alberta nominee, and a beloved officer in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Welcome to 100 Huntley Street, Sterling. Thanks for having me. Well, it's our pleasure to have you here. Now, Sterling, today you are an active RCMP officer. You're a celebrated country musician. But going back to your upbringing, tell us a little bit about those early years of your life. It all started when I was uh, about five years old, you know, singing in church, in uh, Wingham Baptist Church. And I remember my mother uh, really promoted that music passion for me. Yeah. Singing Oh Canada, or sorry, uh, How Great Thou Art, um, on the stage. And it really amplified my passion for the future, singing with my family yeah. uh, in um, Gospel Jamborees in Ontario. That's it was a lot awesome. of fun. So that was really where the journey started. Yeah. Um, growing up in my teenage years, I wanted to perform on Canadian Idol, but mm -hmm. I was too afraid, you know? Yeah. And then other passions really creeped into my life, uh, policing and um, 
wanting to become a pilot and a dog handler within policing. So there's a lot of different dreams that I had. <laughs> but um, that was all part of the, uh, the story as to why I ended up coming back to music, you know, yeah. and sometimes those passions had to be put on hold um, to realize certain things in life, experiences, heartbreak, yeah. you know, traumas as well. So mm -hmm. um, that's really what brought me back. It's amazing, Sterling. You know, your life story is really incredible. And when I think back to your early years, you know, you mentioned your mom and singing in the gospel jamborees, but your mom also was raising three um, kids on her own. And, and here you are growing up in a home where there isn't a father figure present. Those are challenges, but yet you become so goal-driven in your life and you have these goals. But what was that like for you as you were growing up and there wasn't a father present? What were some of the struggles that came out as a result of that? You know, I certainly um, did have some. Um, you know, there was, uh, there was mentors in my life that did uh, come into my life. Uh, yeah. Robert Armstrong was one of those people. Um, he was a pilot and he really shaped a lot of what we, our passions as boys. Uh, my brother Curtis became a pilot as a result. And through, um, through that passion, um, I was able to become a tackle flight officer on the police helicopter um, within the RCMP. Uh, so it's been incredible. But I think that um, it certainly certainly affected me in certain ways. When I was growing up, I had a hard time saying, I love you. Mm. It was a really deep thing for me. Yeah. And I could, I, I didn't really understand why. Um, I used police dogs when I was raising police pups to get through that. Because mm. I knew I had to challenge that for my, for my kids. Yeah. Um, it was important for me to say that. And my love language was providing, but, um, it was, it was probably one of the biggest struggles for me in my life that I had um, was overcoming that, and I did. Yeah. But I think that that was truly something that affected me as a child, yeah. um, not necessarily having that proper father figure in my life. Mm -hmm. That's what I really recall the most about yeah. that. Yeah. It's amazing though, you know, you're talking about different mentors coming into your life and, and this awareness you had that, you know, this sense of love maybe that you needed, that you felt, you know, you needed to express or however that uh, was showing up. It's very insightful. Um, you know, your career as an RCMP officer began when you were 19. You mm -hmm. got into, into training for it. And um, it's, you know, been an incredible career. You've referenced some of the stuff you've done, like being mm. a pilot and, and working with police dogs and all those different things, doing search and rescue. I know you've done that. Um, and as you were going into that field and you continued to build in that career, you began to experience different things that caused a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder. How did that PTSD show up in your day-to-day -day and, and what, what made you realize what you were going through? Policing certainly uh, exposed me to, to many different things that affected me in, a, in, in ways in a terrible way. Um, you know, there were several gun calls uh, that affected me back in 2014. You know, or, you know, many situations that unfold, you know, whether you're dealing with suicides within our communities, and those really affect you, or dealing with children who have been... Um, assaulted or their lives taken it affects you I, I recall there was there was a time before uh, 
um, Christmas in 2019. And it was an individual who had been compressed in a vehicle. And I remember as a police officer on that scene, I couldn't really do much until the fire department cut the vehicle apart. And I remember her, her hand being out of the vehicle and she was still very alert, right? And I remember just holding her hand before Christmas, right? It was one of those things where I realized that is why we were in that position at that point in time, because that lady needed that, right? Yeah. And there's times within policing where you were exposed to homelessness. You're exposed to people that are at the rock bottom. Yeah. And the cool thing is you can pray with those people too mm. on the side of the road. And we've done that. It's the things that aren't seen. And I know other officers that have done the same thing. There's many, Yeah. right? Um, we're in this for a reason. When I was younger, I gave my life to be a missionary. I didn't really realize what that meant. Yeah. Right. It was in Oklahoma City. We were on a youth uh, youth trip down to Oklahoma City. That's so cool. And I remember going to the altar and giving my life to be missionary. But I realized that that story is unfolding in my life through policing, through music as well. Yeah. And policing has been an incredible way to affect change in people's lives within our youth, within our communities. And we don't know the extent of how we affect somebody's life. People realize and remember that time when they got a traffic ticket. I do. I remember when I was younger and I got a, a speeding ticket. But when you take the time to go to that domestic violence call and you, you talk to that, that child of the parents that are fighting for 45 minutes to an hour after, and you just lift, lift them up and give them words of encouragement, that's what means everything. Mm. There was a song that was written after a shift called For You. Yeah. And that was one of those stories. Yeah. And, you know, that became a bigger thing for Nova Scotia when there was a massacre that happened. That yeah. song became a dedication to Nova Scotia. Yeah. And we don't realize the reason necessarily why we're put in certain situations at that moment in time. But there's a bigger purpose mm. for everything. Sterling, so incredible. You know, a lot of your songs that I've been listening to do speak to the experiences of first responders. And they shed light on the reality of what you guys go through. And it makes me so thankful that you are out there and um, just meeting the needs of people in society. And, you know, you know, you talked about giving your life as a missionary, and that is exactly what God's using you to do right now through this work and your music. Um, but, you know, you've had many encounters with God, and as you've experienced some of these hardships, and, and I know you went through a divorce, you had another encounter with God. Tell me a little bit about that experience that happened to you. It was probably the totality of circumstances in my life between dealing with trauma within work there were several gun calls that happened over the course of about three years. Yeah. And dealing with a divorce on top of that mm -hmm. and not feeling that I had somebody to speak to about what I was dealing with and debrief, yeah. that's a big deal, right? So it became a very helpless feeling for me at that time in my life. I remember going to church, sitting at the back of the Spruce Grove Alliance Church and nearly in tears, just wanting normalcy back, my family. Right. 
But that was part of the healing process that needed to, needed to happen. I had to go through that time in my life. The amazing thing is that's when songwriting started to happen. That's when meeting the right people within the music industry started to happen. And there was a song that I had written years ago um, called This I Know. Mm. And w the cool thing is, this is an amazing story. It was an afternoon when I was having a tough day. It was raining out. I was in the police car. I was patrolling the back sand hills of Enoch Reserve. I drove down the road and I, saw, I found some garbage in the middle of a trail. There was a book that was open on the trail. So in the song, it says, the weather's changed and so did we. Could we just go back to the way it used to be? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. This book that was opened had two lines on it, printed. And it says, what if the weather changes and we don't? Oh, wow. I took that and I framed it. Wow. And then I finished co-writing the song with... Uh, with Daly Wakefield and, and Rob Hughes. Wow. And that's like, you know, just God stepping in and saying, I'm giving you this message. Yeah. Right? It's time just to change. Things have changed. So grow with me. Yeah. Oh, There's wow. been one thing after another. I've met people within the music scene that have brought me so far and I've had to let go. Yeah. It has opened other doors in my life to the band that I have now. Dave Peterson, Andrew Bagaria. Um, Jason, Lyle, and Cameron. We have an amazing group of people that they're certainly in line with my values. Yeah. And they have supported me 110% along the way. Mm -hmm. And I realized that the hurts over the last 10 years have really helped me grow. Mm -hmm. We don't get there alone. Um, God has a big plan for the future. Yeah. And now it's going to be presented within building a foundation, mm -hmm. Sterling John Foundation for Youth Empowerment. Oh, wow. And we're going to really utilize that to make change within our youth's lives, within reserve communities that don't have necessarily um, the proper programs that really can enhance the arts. Mm -hmm. And we can be part of that mentorship and leadership story for them too. That's incredible, Sterling. You know, and as you said, God has a big purpose for people's lives. Sometimes they have to, you know, be able to see that. It's a hard thing to realize, but you know that God has a big purpose for your life. I'm so thankful for the music that's coming out. We're going to be hearing some of it on 100 Huntley Street. You know, for those young people watching right now who might be saying, there are so many roadblocks in front of me. How can God change my life? What would you say to them? Stay true to yourself and your foundation, because I, I can say for myself, you know, sometimes we take detours in our life, um, but as long as we have a firm foundation in God, yeah. He has us, you know? And the reality is, I believe that intuition is of God. Mm -hmm. I look at the, the music scene. It's a very saturated industry. I don't want to do music to get famous. Yeah. I want to do music because it's the right thing to do. And it can be a, a great way to bridge the gap between police and our communities because mm -hmm. we need that yes you know and um god has that plan for me in my life and no matter what he's going to make whatever is meant to happen happen well sterling you are such an inspiration and we are so thankful for the work you do as part of the rcmp i'm so thankful for the music that you're creating that honors god and brings people together and promotes healing sterling i'm so thankful for your story and that you were with us today thank you for having me What a conversation from Sterling. I am just 
so inspired by his story. And, you know, part of his personal backstory is that he was raised uh, by a single mom. And so his challenges in life began, you know, before he was serving uh, as an RCMP officer or experiencing divorce himself. And Sterling is such an example of strength, the strength you can find when you have a personal relationship with God. Um, So in the face of whatever you might be going through, you know, I talked about the statistics of how prevalent, you know, anxiety, depression, or PTSD is for those who are serving in the police force or the RCMP. And I was mentioning that before my conversation with Sterling. Um, But I know some of you watching right now know firsthand what I'm talking about because you have served in those fields or a loved one has. And maybe you haven't even served in policing, but you've experienced some of these mental health issues and um, struggles like PTSD. I want to encourage you right now that God can meet you in the midst of this. And I know that when you experience something like anxiety or depression or PTSD, it can stop you in your tracks and you can think, you know, that you're not going to get out of this, but I want to assure you, you can, you can get out of this um, season of your life healed and healthy and whole and even more in touch with your mental health and wellness needs and more in touch than maybe others might be. And so very resilient and strong. And, and I know that that's possible. I know that that's possible for my own personal experiences and my own, uh, some witnessing I've done with other family members who have gone through trials like that. So right now, I just want to ask if I can pray with you, if I can pray over you, if I can pray for your loved ones going through that kind of journey. And if we can agree together that God can move and just open our hearts for a moment and say, God, what can you do in the midst of this? Let's pray now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my friends listening right now. God, I thank you for their lives, and I know that you see them right where they are. Lord, I know you see them feeling alone and despairing. Those who are struggling with anxiety or depression or PTSD, they're wondering if there's a way out and they're in a darkened room. But God, you are there opening the door and your light is shining through. And so, Father, we ask that you would cover them in your presence. That, Lord, the room they are sitting in right now, God, would be filled with your presence. Father, we ask that you would bring counselors and caregivers around them, trusted people that they can share with and that they can receive support from. God, we ask that you would bring healing into their mind and their emotions and their hearts. Lord, we ask that you would bring regeneration into their hearts and minds, that your Holy Spirit would enter in now and begin to make things new once again. Lord, we ask that you would be with our loved ones who are facing issues connected to anxiety, depression, or PTSD. Our loved ones who have served in policing and are struggling with these issues. God, would you bring our loved ones peace? Would you speak to their hearts even now, a still small voice, letting them know that they are seen and they are loved. And God, would you make a way for them towards healing God and restoration? God, would you protect them from any downfalls? And Father, would you move so mightily in their lives, God, that they would come out the other side of these challenges and live in healing and fullness of life, the fullness of life you promise and that you gave us in the life and death and resurrection of your son, Jesus. And we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you know, friends, if that prayer resonated with you, 
then trust that God is at work in you and around you, that he goes before you and behind you and with you in all moments, that everything you've been through in the last, you know, decades, decades, he's been with you in it. And your loved ones, what they are going through, God is with them in it. And it's so important we continue to open the door and let God in and we invite him into our circumstance because he promises to make all things new. He promises to renew our minds and our hearts and our spirits. And he does. He delivers on those promises. And those are promises from the Bible. Those are things Jesus said would happen for us when we walk with him and when we let him in and we let his power come into our hearts and minds. And it's the Holy Spirit that regenerates us. You know, Sterling John talked about, you know, intuition. He said, intuition is God. And, you know, sometimes we mistake God's voice for intuition, you know, in in society and in the world, because we don't have this idea of what the Bible's saying, that God's speaking to people. But he spoke to people thousands of years ago, and he's still speaking to people today. And if you feel a tug in your heart right now, and you just sense God speaking to you, that he is, and that it's not your intuition, it's God's voice. You know, it's that still small voice of God calling you to run to him in the midst of your pain, to let him hold you, to let him rebuild you, to let him strengthen you and really resurrect you, your heart, your mind, your soul, and your life, if that's what's needed. And, and it's an invitation that God is saying is not just for you, but it's for your family members who are struggling, that they can experience this wonder-working power of God to restore their hearts and their minds and their souls, even in the face of anxiety or depression or PTSD. You know, the Bible says that with God, all things are possible. And God is able to do immeasurably more than what we could even conceive or imagine. That's the truth. That's in the book of Ephesians. And actually, I've seen that in action my whole life. I've been following Jesus since I was 17. And so, you know, I'm in my third decade here. (laughs) And I have seen God deliver over and above what I could think or imagine repeatedly for myself and for so many around me. You know, maybe right now you want to know what it means to follow Jesus. And can I encourage you to call our prayer lines and ask somebody? Or maybe you want more prayer and you want more healing and you want to walk in freedom, freedom from all these things that have been shackling you. Well, call our prayer lines. Call 1-866-273-4444. You can even email prayer at crossroads.ca. And either way, You will reach a prayer partner, and this is someone who is just like you and I, but they're highly trained in prayer, and they are highly called and gifted in prayer, and they know how to lift up your concerns to God and hear your heart and help you move closer in your relationship with Jesus and closer towards your healing and your freedom and that of your loved ones. So call our prayer partners today, and remember, God loves you so much. And here is a beautiful quote by C.S. Lewis. He's a wonderful author. He wrote The Chronicles of Narnia, a kid's uh, book series. And if you're feeling a tug in your heart right now to call those prayer lines, this might be why. This is what C.S. Lewis says. If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. That still small voice in your heart tugging you is God's voice saying, You are meant to walk with me here in this life. You're meant to have a great life here. And everything God promises in the Bible 
from the freedom we can experience in this life to the hope of heaven is real. Well, friends, I hope that's been a word of encouragement for you today. And I'm so thankful you've tuned in. Don't forget to call our prayer lines 1-866-273-4444. If you need prayer or support, we have a lot of resources we can share with you. Resources for uh, mental health and wellness and struggles that you might have in any of those areas. We are uh, equipped with all the different other resources you might need. So give us a call if you need. And we're so thankful you tuned in today. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you for your ongoing support of Crossroads, a supporter-funded nonprofit organization and member of the Canadian Centre of Christian Charities. Thanks to faithful people like you, we are able to continue producing 100 Huntley Street. You can write to Crossroads, P.O. Box 5100, Burlington, Ontario, L7R4M2, or visit crossroads.ca to learn more about our programs.